Hey, music lovers, the Cannamom Show podcast in collaboration with Lambkin Guitars is giving away a custom-built, one-of-a-kind electric guitar built by Josh Lampkin. The solid one-piece hemp wood body includes a built-in glass bowl piece. Yeah, you heard me right. You can take a hit and then play a lick. Now's your chance to help the Cannamom Show crush cannabis stigma with your entry. Register for the Hemp Guitar Giveaway online at lampkinguitars.com. That's L-A-M-K-I-N guitars.com. The drawing will be part of a 420 celebration at the Goods Dispensary in Somerville, Massachusetts, where the guitar is on display for the month of April. But don't worry, you don't have to live in Mass or be present to win. Visit LampkinGuitars.com to scope out the Hemp Guitar giveaway details and entry form. You'll even find a video of what could be your guitar in action. L-A-M-K-I-N Guitars.com Good morning. Hi, uh, my name is Tom. You can find me by Googling Canvas Lawyer and clicking on my website, CanvasIndustryLawyer.com. And I'm here to share a quick tip to celebrate our 800 subscribers. What do you use? What tool do you use when you want to do some quick legal research about the topic that we have for the title? For example, what's the distance between your dispensary and a school or church? How can you quickly and easily find that out? Well, I do have a, it's not a cheat. It's just that we're not in 1994 anymore, and law books are no longer really on shelves. They're all like everything else on the internet, and you have these wonderful features to be able to pull them up and then to be able to search them, even the whole 610-page Illinois Adult Use Bill. So, real quick, why don't we go ahead and jump into the Illinois Adult Use Bill. To do so, I will be sharing my screen. And let's hit share. There, and present. Now I believe that's live, you can see it. And so here we are, it is a full, as you can see right there at the top, 610 pages. And we're gonna to try to find out how far something is from a school. So you can hit control find, hopefully, there you go. And then you can start typing in S-C-H-O-O-L. And you can see that school appears 22 times in the law. So one of the easier ways is just to kind of go ahead and scroll on through. The school bus, okay, so it's probably restrictions as to where that stuff can be. Uh, there we go, oh, up a thousand feet, okay. School playground, of course, recreation center facility. Now, okay, uh, does that mean that we can't, does that mean that we can't uh, uh, put ourselves within, and by ourselves, I mean our dispensary businesses or our cannabis businesses within a thousand feet of a perimeter of a school, playground, recreational center, public library? Hmm. No, you're going to have to scroll back up and let's just jump back into it again. And so you will see that uh, it is not regarding the actual edifice of the business, but instead it is right here, Section 5520, uh, Advertising and Promotions. No business or cannabis business shall in order person, yada, yada. Uh, you can't false or mislead advertise. There's there's numerous other statutes on that. I'm just glad that they uh, re-clarified it here. Uh, and then it looks like and no cannabis business shall in place maintain to be placed advertisement for it through other medium within a thousand feet of a school. Well, that doesn't say that you can't put the um, actual dispensary itself within a thousand feet of the school, but you couldn't put like a sign advertising dispensary 
over here uh, that says within within a thousand feet of the school. So that's not really a restriction at all. It is a uh, reasonable restriction against your First Amendment right to uh, commercial speech, but that's all right. I mean, uh, you shouldn't have advertisements for marijuana on a, on a playground, but it doesn't say that you can't have the building within a thousand feet, which of course, uh, considering you're talking about school, playground, recreational center, public park, public library, or a game arcade to which admission, all right, whatever. Um, all those things would be exceedingly difficult, for example, in a metropolitan area like Chicago, uh, to try to put your cannabis dispensary, which 47 of them will go in the first wave. So that is one of my favorite ways to uh, scroll through a huge law to find specific questions. So the next time that you have a specific question, there's something you can do. And uh, if, especially if it's related to Illinois cannabis law. So the first thing that you, of course, would do is, uh, let me just share my screen and I'll take you to the Google page uh, and then present. Great. And so uh, we, we were here, answered that more or less. I've already gone through these other 12. And so I know that that is the only restriction regarding the, uh, the, the distance between them. So uh, you can Google cannabis lawyer and then you'll find my website, cannabis industry lawyer. Currently, we're, we're sitting at uh, average position of 10.7, which means depending on where you're at, and I'm in Peoria, Illinois. Uh, and so in Illinois, we'll probably be like position number one or, or two. Harris Bricken is kind of hard to beat for right now. But then you'll be able to click on over to my website, CanvasIndustryLawyer.com, where you can find our new page about everything regarding the adult use dispensary license. So CanvasIndustryLawyer.com is a wonderful resource for you to use to research more and then, of course, also ask me questions. Uh, and why would you ask me questions? Well, thank you for tuning in. Uh, I, we're celebrating 800 subscribers, and um, I have been at this for a bit. Uh, and by for a bit, I mean it's... Well, let me share my screen one more time to explain just how long a bit is. And it goes back to something that I didn't even know because um, I know this guy and I didn't know 10 years ago that um, Johnny Green, that's right, the Johnny Green, we aren't going to click on that right now. Uh, so this was July 18th of 2010, nine years ago, basically to the day I had published a book and that book was Satan Smoke. And it, it was a historical fiction, interesting read, but it might as well not be. Uh, stand out of the most, most again, degree, marijuana. But yeah, right. I mean, that's, that's really what this was about. But I didn't know that I went all the way back to not just weednews.co, uh, where uh, Miggy and I do the news here every Wednesdays at 2. But uh, before that, there was a weed blog, and Johnny Green is still there. Um, he's prolific for lack of a better term. That guy writes everything, and I can't believe he actually read my book uh, uh, nine years ago. And that was this one. Uh, that was the Satan Smoke book, which um, uh, this was an art house version of the book that I wrote regarding the historical fiction of um, the illegality, the unconstitutionality of the cannabis laws. And the reason why it has to be historical fiction for the, uh, the unconstitutionality of the, the uh, cannabis laws is because the, the cannabis laws are a fairly political thing, uh, as you can see with the uh, burgeoning legalization across all the United States. But it's still illegal. I mean, it's still unconstitutional. And because of that, you can use through fiction, you, could, you can have the unconstitutionality argument for the rational basis with bite, bite analysis win. Uh, whereas in reality, it might get thrown out for a technicality or the judge would never actually answer that question. So that was the book that I did um, nine years ago in uh, the summer of 2010. And I did it like this was the third book that I had written. 
Um, and so I did it like this. Uh, and as you can see, it doesn't have any uh, ISBN number. So this was like a pure art house style book that I sold online. Uh, very limited printing. It's I don't have really any of them left. And then uh, after I sold out of that, I said, well, let's A-B test this because there's there's some really cool uh, psychological and advertising um, studies from back uh, in the day when people used to buy and sell books more regularly than they do, than they do right now because we have these beautiful things like this. Uh, and so they would change the title and they would see what would happen to the actual sales volume. Um, I didn't want uh, Satan Smoke to be on there. I figured I'd go commercial. I called it the case of USB Yerbas. I tightened it up a little bit. I added some more. I revised a little bit. And then I did get the actual can. Yeah. So this is what they call an ISBN number. It's a barcode so that you could like stock the book and whatever. And you could still find this on Amazon if you Google uh, USB Yerbas. I will also be giving this to clients uh, so that they can have something to remember their lawyer by. So it, since 2010, I was doing that. However, here's the problem. In 2010, it was totally illegal. I mean, this Johnny Green and, and Miggy, uh, those guys are out on the West Coast, and that's how I met them then. However, um, you know, this was Illinois 10 years ago, and I had a boatload of student loan debt. And so I took a job uh, at a law firm where I studied bank law. And um, then after about three years of doing that, I wanted to start promoting the book again. Uh, however, by that time, I had already started this Facebook page. And if you haven't, oh, hang on, let me put present to everyone so I can make good. So I started this Facebook page and you can find it. And it's very difficult to find because this has been part of the shadow ban forever. As you can see, this page was started well, at least in 2010. And sometimes they give you like the about, uh, Oh, there it is. I started this Facebook page on May 20th of 2010. And um, so me and Miggy will, Miggy likes to share a lot of the memes here. And it's pretty cool, but it'll never grow. And I mean, like we're at 290,000 on it. And that happened, um, that happened back around 2014, 2013, because memes started to become exceedingly popular and they were very, very viral and they were shared. However, then once Facebook got a whiff of that, they, they siloed us. I think we're in a very, very remote location. They haven't removed the page, but um, it has not grown in years. And now I've, I've started a, a different Facebook group and that Facebook group is directly more related to my actual law practice. See, this is all the backstory of your host. Cannabis lawyer, Tom Howard. Uh, and so that is now over here. Let me just, again, share on my screen so you guys can get the backstory. And that's me right here, uh, the adult use. And, and of course, it's a group on Facebook. And so everybody's allowed to contribute and participate. And so if you have any um, uh, adult use questions, especially for the state of Illinois, uh, please do join our adult use uh, uh, group on Facebook. And you can find it. Uh, Quite easily, Facebook has not siloed this one yet. It's still fairly new. But that doesn't get me to what I did in 2014. This does. And as you can see, I was at a different law firm. This was the law firm that I was at, bank law firm. And so uh, this is my buddy, Henry. He's not actually a lawyer. He is a uh, doctor. But uh, we developed this app because, you see, what I wanted to do was I wanted to reward people for buying my book. And so then after they bought my book, they would get a link and that link would have what I called a viral phone call. They're still out there now. Um, 
and it was an interesting uh, introduction into software development, which I still quite enjoy. Uh, and the viral phone call was a phone call that used deep blinking technology before it was really mature. And so in this app, you would be able to you know, use geolocation and then eventually we just use zip code because then there's zip code maps for all your congressmen. And that would match you quickly to your congressman and then pull its phone call from a phone number from that array that we got. I think it was the Sunshine Foundation's API we were using. And then you could hit go and you'd make a phone call. Uh, or you could create a call on any particular issue direct, directed at whatever particular level of uh, government that you wanted. So uh, we developed that app for a few years and then uh, I got some data back and I can tell you uh, the fear of public speaking is a real thing because our average phone call length was three seconds. People would make a call, be like, oh my God, it's working. It's dialing. Somebody would pick up and they would hang up. And it was, it was frustrating. So I stopped promoting that app and I started building another piece of software. And then it, we get to 2018 when I, I realized that uh, you needed to start actually focusing on something I never focused on, uh, the Google search algorithm. And so I started uh, the website that you guys can find me on when you Google Cannabis Lawyer, CannabisIndustryLawyer.com. Uh, and let me show you our traffic on that um, because I didn't start that site until like last summer. I mean, you could see zero, zero, zero. I think I like probably got the domain about a year ago today. And uh, if you don't know, and then of course, bang, you can just see it, it's starting to take off. And, uh, and that's, that's great. And so if you don't know, you're gonna, because I'm gonna tell you, uh, Google waits for your rankings to become final. They take over in about nine months based on the, um, the research that I've done regarding the Google search algorithm. And so I try to create content that Google likes so that people can find me and, and then give me a call if they have issues related to their cannabis businesses. And it's working and it's working great. Um, but it will work even better next year because Google preferences with something they call domain authority or something like that, depending on which uh, SEO tool you're using, uh, that um, correlates to like older sites. So older sites have higher rank. And uh, this site is still fairly new, but it's it's ranking very well. Like I said, I'm right there bumping up on page one for the search term cannabis lawyer. Well, uh, that's me. And you can find me, of course, by Googling cannabis industry lawyer. And thank you very much for subscribing to the channel and staying up to date. If you have any questions, of course, drop them in the comments or visit me at my website. Give me a call. Um, yeah, hopefully you guys are in the industry or you have a question about the industry, because since 2010, I've kind of been waiting for 2020 and it's, it's been very exciting. Um, I actually need to leave now and call uh, Springfield about a couple of clients that need help. And so I'm quite thrilled to be able to do it. I hope you guys all have great weekends. And of course, happy 4th of July. See ya.